Good morning, afternoon or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 19 to the Dozen, or as I like to call it, the 1912 Podcast. I'm your host, Kane, and joining me today is someone who I've known from college. Uh, her name is Tanya Kuriakos. She has experience working within a multi-level marketing organization, and this is something that I've been really interested in for quite a while now. If anyone's seen my Instagram uh, and Facebook and I don't even know WhatsApp status updates, um, She's here to discuss what uh, exactly is going on with these guys. Uh, is it a deceptive practice? Is it a pyramid scheme? I get all these questions answered for me on the show, so I had a really long and interesting discussion with her. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Tani Kurikos, thank you very much. Three, two, one, and we are live. Tanya, thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. It's uh, always good uh, speaking to someone who I haven't spoken to in a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> it's been so a long if, time. So if I remember correctly, you were in IHM but a year junior to, to me, I believe, or two I years. I guess junior. so. I thought it was two years, but... Two years? Uh, when did you graduate? 2012, 13? 12. 12. 12. So, so one yeah. year. Yeah, because I graduated. Oh, yeah, in one year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so one year, one year junior. So much <laughs> for okay. knowing my seniors. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, man. We don't like it. it I, I, I know a lot of uh, the juniors as well within IH, mm-hmm. but really, if you had to ask me which year they are in, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because it's I all, know. I mean, I just know, okay, you're from IHM. If you ask me, what so many faces, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like way too many people. Like yeah. we had like what a hundred and something people in our class or so. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. and something. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous the amount of like the amount of people in in our class in IHM. So like it's hard to yeah. really keep up with. It's hard to recollect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you know them by the face, you won't know them by the name. So yeah. <laughs> it exactly. happens. It happens. I'm not very good with names, so. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm right. terrible with faces as well. You know, like I meet people one day, and people think like I'm a snob that way because I don't say hi to them, and I'm like, dude, I just don't remember your face. I'm sorry if any, <laughs> if I remembered you, I'd say hi. But you know, like I, it's it's I happened know. so many it's happened so many times with me. You know that I just like meet people and I just forget what they look like. <laughs> yeah. One day they'll come up to me and be like. Hey, and I'll be like, I look at them like all awkwardly, like, hey, yeah, I don't yeah, really like, remember yeah, who you. Are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, all right. So, so it seems like I'm like following your footpath, right? Like following your steps, sorry. Yeah. Um, Coming to Canada, studying in the yeah. same university. <laughs> <laughs> same university. Oh my God. That's like, I, yeah. I remember hey, I contacted you once, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A while decision. ago, it, it's yeah. it's it's good. I, I'm I'm glad that we have that. I have some people who I knew back in India here in Canada. You know, yeah. as they always say, like eighty three percent of the students who come here are like don't have any friends, really. Um, and it's it's hard to mix with the locals over here just because of the cultural differences and stuff. Like especially in the beginning really? for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, okay. for me in the beginning, like, I'm so I'm a fairly introverted person. I, I don't yeah. really, I, I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm not like a loud talker. So if you remember Clevel in, in 
Yeah. 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 Who doesn't, right? Yeah, I'm the exact. Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm the opposite of him. You know, I don't really I don't really talk too much. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, when I fit, when I initially came when I initially came over here, like I found it really hard to mix with people, um, just because the things are so different, really, between mm-hmm. uh, you know, small things. You know, like getting off the bus, you say thank you to the bus driver. Like, I was just like, really? <laughs> you, you thank the bus driver? You know, I made that a habit back in Mumbai. Really? Yes. And the drivers used to be like so happy. <laughs> it literally made their day. And uh, yeah, I, I remembered someone, some of them would like struggle to say you're welcome, but I kind of made it a habit because yeah, somehow you just have to appreciate the way they drive through that traffic and get you home on time. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like the traffic in yeah. the traffic in Bombay is is horrible, and for those guys who like to deal with the crowd and to deal with the traffic and you know the passengers and everything, you know how the I passengers know. are over there. Right? <laughs> so, like, I can imagine it's not it's not going to be a particularly easy job for them. So I I, com- I completely yeah. get it. But I used to not travel mm-hmm. by bus in Bombay. Like I used to travel like by well, mostly I used to take the train. Because when I was in IHM, oh, okay. I would take, I, would, I used to live in Baikla, so I would take the Baikla station, the central line, and get off in Dadar. So it was like 10 minutes, really. And I would walk ah, from the station okay. to, to college and then walk back again. Mm. So I would never really, I never really took the bus. I took it in Xavier's for a brief, for a very brief period. But then after that, mm-hmm. like, I just didn't bother with the bus. But really, why you are here today is to talk about something yeah. <laughs> that that I've been that I've been that I've been hounding for like the past one month. You know, I've been really like getting in deep with this topic, multi-level mm-hmm. marketing or network mm-hmm. marketing, as they call it. There, there are a whole bunch of words mm-hmm. for it. And you were yeah, very briefly, yeah. you were very briefly in multi-level marketing. So really, I what I yeah and you when you when you reached out to me you, you you told me a whole bunch of different things that i was just like holy shit i didn't even know any of this you know so um it's the insider it's the insider talk <laughs> you, need, you know and yeah exactly <laughs> and i you know i don't have any inside knowledge in this i have met a few people who worked in multi-level marketing and they tried to recruit mm-hmm. me uh but Ooh. yeah they, they, they did they did try to recruit me i bought there were three or four different people who I met. They did try to recruit me, but I always ended up saying no because of many different reasons, which we'll which we'll get into. So, uh, what I really mm-hmm. want to first touch upon is what exact what exactly got you into multi-level marketing in the first place. So, this company that I worked with, or rather, I was recruited into. Um, I was aware of the products. So from childhood itself, my mom used to buy it from some ladies and I don't know who, but uh, it it's basically household products that you get like, you know, dishwashers, even makeup and nutrients, like those supplements. Uh, so I was aware of the brand name and one day I just met one of our family friends who, you know, was introduced to this and I was not really recruited. I was kind of pushed into it. I was in between jobs and she kind of wanted my mom to join, but my mom was 
busy with work and other stuff. And my mom was like, you know what, just, just make her happy. Just join this firm. So I was aware of the brand, but I was not aware of how things were done here. So that's how I got into this uh, whole MLM marketing scheme. Right. And for how long were you with them? I think for about uh, seven to eight months. Okay, so it's a decently, decently it's long a brief time, time but mm-hmm. then, you know, you're 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 always working with this network and mm-hmm. going out and selling. So, but it's I would say it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. and especially when you're between jobs, it's a really good way to earn something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So for those of us who don't really understand multi-level marketing and mm-hmm. are probably going to, if you're in Canada, you're probably going to get uh, approached by someone who's going to recruit you for multi-level marketing. Really? I know, I know, I, I know, I know a lot of people who've, who've been approached. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've, I've met quite a few people who have been Mm -hmm. so for those of us who don't know what multi-level marketing is a multi-level marketing organization is what is it exactly okay so it's basically an a strategy a marketing strategy that a company would use to sell its product so let's say if company a has a product a really good product and they want it's they want it to be uh probably they don't want to invest in a lot of marketing. What they do is they bring people, they recruit them, and they, these people in turn become distributors. So one person will go out and approach you know, more people and recruit them. And they will also be selling the product, but at the same time, they'll keep recruiting. So it's basically you're creating a network to sell your brand and market your brand. So right. that's, that's the simple way of explaining what the, you know, multi-level marketing is. Right. So when, does. Yeah. so, so when you, when, when you approach people, how do mm-hmm. you, how, how is the approach? How does the approach happen? Is it over the internet? Is it in person? What is the usual strategy to approach someone who want to, to sell your product? Okay, so uh, let's say if, oh, let's take for example how I was recruited, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this lady who met me, where I'm known to the person. Uh, she gave me a sample of her products, we tried it out. And one day she said, you know, why don't you come to one of our meetings? So I was like, okay, sure, I don't have anything much to do, let's go for the meeting. And there, they're talking about the products. So they're basically, talking about the sales strategy, they're uh, training you about the products. So it's this one person who's, uh, let's take a supplement, for example. Uh, they're you know, saying, this is what this product is about. It's good for your knee. It's great for people who are between a certain age. So for seniors and uh, yeah, they have a lot of training uh, sessions. So once you go there, you know, uh, you kind of get introduced to a lot of people. You meet a lot of people who are successful at this. And that's when you, 
are like, okay, this is probably something that we can do. Um, yeah. How but, do you sell the products? Like, I understand the recruitment um, process. So how do you sell it? Yeah. So first you start with like, you know, uh, giving out samples to people. So you are going to approach your family member or going out and meeting people, friends. Uh, the easiest way to sell a product is through your friends. So you, you know, talk about the product and you tell them this is what it is for. And yeah, that's how you, it's, it starts with your friends and then your friends recommending their friends. So the Got more it. you network, the more you're able to sell the product. It's not something that you do online. Uh, it's not something that you would do over the, you know, uh, phone or something, because you need to go there in person and talk to them about what each product is for. You need to understand what they need. It's basically a similar thing where any salesperson would do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's take, take uh, Tupperware, for example. I don't know if you've met anywhere, anyone who's sold Tupperware to you, but uh, no, I've, not. I've had people who've come home in Bombay they just ring the, you know, they just come to your house and they'll be like, these are the range of a product. So you're seeing the product, you're feeling the quality and that's how you kind of get into buying it. Right. So it's similar in this strategy as well, where you're going to people and you're talking about the product and you're trying to sell them that, uh, that thing, that product. Yeah. So how do you, how do you make money? Do you make money from the commission of per product that you sell or how does it work? There are two options. Uh, so the first option is you recruit more people and the more they sell, the more commission you can get. So uh, let's say if I have, you, you, I need to meet a minimum number of people now when I need to, if I need to earn commission, I have to make, a, you know, build a network of at least 20 people and those 20 people, again, have to meet a minimum sales so that I can earn a commission. So that's one way. Uh, the second way is I can just sell it at a retail price. So if I'm an independent business owner and I'm already, you know, having a, a like, let's say a store and I'm having whatever products, I can keep these products as well and just sell it at the retail price. So that's right. one way because there is a wholesale price obviously and then a retail price so that's mm-hmm. you earn through margins or you earn through that your network that's basically Got how it. it works yeah so so the, the first method that you said was where mm-hmm. the people who you recruit uh give get you the commission as well isn't that mm-hmm. a pyramid scheme no i don't think it's a pyramid scheme because if you see a pyramid scheme uh there is a misconception here because people are in a pyramid scheme. People are asked to invest money, right? Uh, there are many companies who would want you to invest money to join their uh, network. Right. But here you, there is no investment. So what you do is you have the option to, You know, if I have been recruited by someone, I have the option to create my own network or I can just, you know, set up a business. So you're not actually, sorry, so you're not actually buying the products from the person who's recruited you. 
No. So that's where, okay. So, so there is one part to it. So when I started off, I did not have much, um, I did not have many people to uh, buy my product. So what I would do is if I just get one or two orders, I would buy it from my recruiter. But the minute I get, you know, an order of uh, maybe let's say $500 or something, that's when I can order it without being uh, charged for the delivery, right? There's a delivery fee. Mm -hmm. So that's when I can order and sell my products, but no. So, um, but you are investing some, you are, you are investing some money in, in getting these products though, right? Uh, yes. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like, let's say if I, I would know what my network needs, right? So if I have a network, I know what's actually selling. So I buy thousand or $2,000 worth products and I keep it at home and my network comes and buys it from me because they don't have many orders. Um, what happens is if I'm not able to sell something, the company will still buy back some of it. Right. So there is that, um, that insurance. How, how much, that, how okay, much do they buy back? I think about 80%, but you, you mean 80% yeah, of the products which you haven't sold? Yes. Okay. Yes. And do they buy it at the yes. same price that you bought it for? Or yeah. Do they most give you of that? the time they do. Okay. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, it really depends on what the company or which company you're dealing with. There are companies that don't buy. So, you know, you really need to know what you're dealing with when you join. Right. So mm -hmm. in, in like, so how, how do you, have you, did you, in, in your time working mm -hmm. with this company, did you ever make a profit? I didn't do much business, <laughs> to be honest, to <laughs> actually make a profit. Uh, so like I said, again, it, differs from person to person. So right, I'm not course. the kind of person who would actually go out and meet people just to sell a product. No, no, that's mm -hmm. not me. Mm -hmm. um, but I did make a little bit of money. I, what I did was, okay. So when I first started off uh, order, getting orders, it was not much. Um, like I had to pay a huge delivery fee. So I had to go to my recruiter and buy it. And that's when I realized, hey, I'm not getting anything out of this because she's selling it to me at the same price and I'm expected to sell it to them at the same price. So there's no profit. So I started selling it at the retail. So I made a little money, mm -hmm. but then uh, I know people who have uh, been able to go out and create a network who in turn help them get a commission. So right. I, yeah, it, they own maybe $500,000 a month, just doing that as a side business, you know, just, just through commissions. So Got it. yeah, is, so, it, it is possible to. So how much product. of the profit, so how much of the profit actually comes from selling the product versus you recruiting people? So assume that there's a $25 markup on each product approximately. Mm -hmm. Okay. It depends on how many products you sell at the end of the day, right? Right. But if you have 20 people under you selling 100 products, you know, you get that commission. So I think it 
the commission structure again changes. It really depends on um, the company. Maybe you'll get 5% from each uh, sale that is made or each person who makes a sale. That's right. how it is. And it's not that uh, the uh, company calculates uh, the commission structure. So it Got kind it. of differs, but you might get five and your recruiter might get another three or four or five. It depends. So it just flows all the way to the top, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Got it. But so that would be a pyramid scheme in that case, right? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you are so technically that's... making an investment, right? You are, you are technically making an investment. You are technically buying their products to, to sell to someone else. But at the same time, whatever you, whatever you make a, sell, a sale out of, a bit of that mm-hmm. goes to the person above you and a bit of that goes to the person above him and so on and so forth, right? So in essence, that does sound like a pyramid scheme to me. It so kind I, of does. But then again, in a pyramid scheme, uh, not you are when you join, you're supposed to invest some money, right? Um, there is a joining fee and things like that. In this case, there isn't a joining fee. And what you're doing is, a has made a com- has made a sale, so B gets part of the commission, C gets part of the commission, D gets part of the commission, and A is also getting a profit. So it's not like A hasn't made any money. Now again, it depends on this person if they have gone out and recruited people. So I must have made like let's say if I made twenty five dollars, then okay. So if I make twenty five dollars, the people above me are not going to make anything. Right. So I have to make, I have to get an order, which is like $5,000. Sorry. What, what do you mean by so the, the people above you will not make, get anything if you get $25. So my recruiter. Okay. So one rule is that you need a minimum number of people to, so that you can actually start earning commissions. So it's usually about 20 to 25. It depends mm-hmm. on the company you're dealing with. Again, that whoever you have recruited has to make a certain um, number of sales. So it varies. It could be uh, $2,000 to $5,000 worth of orders, right? So if this person makes $5,000 of a worth of orders, places of $5,000 worth of orders, so I will get some part of that commission, mm-hmm. right? So you have to meet that minimum amount. Right. So it seems like there's more incentive for people to recruit others as opposed to actually selling the product. Is th- that's the way it seems to me. Again, as a company's perspective, what is their main focus at the end of the day? It's when you recruit people, you recruit more people, your brand is being you know, marketed and you are able to sell the product, right? Mm -hmm. So if this is a household name, you need to reach every household. (laughs) If that's what your target is, right? (laughs) So the more you're not really investing in advertisements, you're not investing in like, uh, you know, there's no TV ads or uh, Instagram ads or anything like that. It's all word of mouth. So when you go and meet these people, they're going to come and talk to you about the product and how much that product has done for them, how much it's, you know, how it's worked for the family, how good it is. And honestly, I have used the product, so I know 
even if somebody comes and asks me, do you want to buy it? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Because I know how good it is. Right. right? So, yeah. So you kind of, that's how you market the product. So it's not like you're trying to make money out of through recruiting, but you're also selling the product at the same time. Selling it to so I'm, the I'm person. Still not to the person. Yeah. You're not only selling it to your network, but they are also selling it to somebody. So they are getting a commission out of it and you're getting a commission out of it. So the more people, of course, the more people you have, your more commission you can get. But again, at the same time, I still don't think it's a pyramid scheme there <laughs> because I've read so much about those. I still feel that most of them do have a joining fee and many a times not everyone can actually afford to you know, buy and keep products at home. What they would do is they'll order the products based on how much, how, what they need. So it's all, it's really based on, you know, when they need something, they'll place an order and they'll get it. But it's not necessarily that they actually stock up. Right. So uh, I, the reason why I'm, the reason why I keep hopping back to um, a, a pyramid scheme, right, is because there was like this, so on, and I, in my research, um, I, I noticed that a lot of what you were saying sort of carries over to a pyramid scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. So what what the definition is, is that it's a, it's a system of making money based on recruiting an ever-increasing number of investors. Uh, mm-hmm. The initial promoters recruit investors who in turn recruit more investors so, and so on and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. It says that they may or may not involve the sale of products or distributorships. So... That's why, to me, the the way the the structure of the system is sounds mm-hmm. like a sounds like a like a like a pyramid scheme, but you know, each each to each to their own. You know, it's it's not something that's that that's true. I think it's yeah. it also depends on the company that you're working with, right? So some right. companies, um, I'm not saying there aren't pyramid schemes. There might be pyramid schemes, but with the companies that I've worked in which I'm aware of, at least, uh, as to my knowledge. You were with a bigger brand, from what I understand. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. with a bigger brand. But it might seem like a, you know, pyramid scheme. But then the thing is, uh, at the end of the day, you are, the company has an objective, right? They are saying we have a, they have a sales target. And that sales target is set on people. So everyone's given a certain target and you have to meet that target. So you are selling a product, you are Mm -hmm. providing a service and you're getting money for it. Right. But in a pyramid scheme, it may not be necessary like that. So it, uh, I'll just have to think of some example, but then again, uh, from what I've read, there is some kind of an investment that you make and you're expecting a return for that investment. And it so may in, or may not be given. So in your mind, in that case, mm-hmm. how would you define a, a pyramid scheme? Uh, I would say that whichever company that operates a pyramid scheme really doesn't have a good, uh, like a good product or they don't have a sales objective, right? Right. So it's just thinking of making money not really providing a quality service. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas a multi-level marketing company, uh, they know they are going to be 
you know, they are being watched. So their, their objective is to sell up a certain product. And the companies that are in multi-level marketing, like let's say Avon, Amway, Tupperware, one of the biggest uh, companies out there, mm-hmm. um, they ha- they, it looks like a pyramid scheme, but at the end of the day, they are selling quality products and they are, you know, uh, they're all in, sh- uh, they're all on the stock exchange. So they have shareholders to report to as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So here is my experience with, with Amway is I, I have some Amway products at home. This is from a friend who was again, part of a multi-level marketing company that had Amway products. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not bad. They're, they're actually pretty good. They're pretty good. They uh, I, yeah. they, I had the granola bars and I was like, this is actually quite nice. Oh, they have. It, was, it was some oh. cinnamon, cinnamon something. I don't even remember, but it was, it was actually quite nice. They also have a sister brand, I believe called Neutralite or Neutral mm-hmm. Health, Neutralite, Amazing I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. They were under investigation in the 90s, I believe, for putting out false marketing campaigns for their products. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. they said certain products helped uh, some certain women get pregnant, you know, even though they weren't pregnant for years. Um, some They had some products which apparently increase bone density, uh, which... Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly what they were marketing the products as, but they got into mm-hmm. hot water over these false claims and mm-hmm. they had to pay a huge fine at the end of it really. And they had to come out and uh, basically redesign their products really. So there was a, they ha- they have had a bad history in the past really with multi-level mm-hmm. marketing. So I can see why there's a stigma, a negative stigma associated with it. To give you my experience with multi-level marketing, uh, I've had the, the weirdest experiences with it. I had a guy, okay. um, uh, so to give you what exactly happened back in 2017, I just got the job that I'm working with currently. Uh, I had someone approach me uh, within where I worked itself, a customer and say, she said, "Okay, you know, there's this job opening that that we have, and you know, you seem like a really cool guy. And I'm just wondering if you'd be interested in hearing us out." So I said, "Cool, you know, no problem." So I went down to the coffee shop, and we sat down there, and it was this husband and and his wife, and they were they were telling me all kinds of really good stuff that they thought I wanted to hear, like you know, like you you want to be your own boss one day. One day, I'm sure you want to change the world and we are in the business of changing the world and we're going to make this world a much better place to live. And, but they weren't actually telling me what they were doing. Like, I was, so, and I kept on asking yeah. them, uh, like, I kept on asking, them, I was like, what is the business? You know, she, he was like, oh, don't worry yeah. about that. You know, we'll, we'll get to that some other time. You know, I just, want, I just want to get a sense of where you are at right now. And I want to know, you know, if you are down for changing the world. And I'm like what do you mean changing the world? You know, like what I mean by changing the world could be very different from what you mean by changing the world. Maybe you want to change the world by hitting it with an asteroid, right? That's, that's something which you want to do, but maybe not something that I want to do. Right. So, you know, so um, when he started, when he started getting around to what he actually was wanting to say, I started getting the sense of this is network marketing, but at that, uh, up until that point in time, 
I never really understood. I never really knew what it was until this person actually came and started saying certain things about, well, towards the end, he started saying about talking to me about selling my own products and, you know, getting commission of other, from other people and stuff. And I was like, and I looked at him and I was like, is this network marketing? And he looks at me and he's like, no, I don't know what network marketing is. I've never heard of it. And he looks at his wife. He's like, have you heard of network marketing? And she's like, no. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, come on guys, you know, just like be straight up with me. You know, you, this, is it, this uh, is, was it a huge brand or? It was, they, brand, they, they weren't telling me the brand. So they weren't telling me the brand. They didn't tell me anything as such. They See, were being, they were being you, very cryptic. They were being very, that's very, very where, cryptic. That's where you are able to define whether it's a multi-level marketing or a pyramid scheme. Well, I'm pretty sure it was. Because, it, if, it it, was, uh, <laughs> because if it was a multi-level marketing and if it was a very well-known brand, you won't even think twice to say what the brand name is and what they have to offer and what the sales objectives are. Because like I said, the day I was recruited or rather pushed into, we went into this uh, for this meeting and that's what they talk about. So you're networking with, you know, people, like-minded people who want to earn money. And okay, let me be honest. They're mostly women, right? Who uh, they were like, I think most of them were um, housewives. So they had time to, you know, so go out and mm-hmm. make earn some money and things like that. So when you go into that meeting, you're being trained about a product. You are told that this is what the company's objective is. And there are some people uh, on the top who are, you know, setting these objectives and ensuring that it's being done. And whoever we have approached to, you know, recruit or um, sell the product to, you're talking about the brand and what it does for you right but when you meet someone and they are not very open about the product or what brand they're using you you're like oh you know i, I well, how can i even trust these, you these guys didn't even <laughs> these guys didn't even tell me what they were selling like i had to literally yeah. force it out of him like you didn't just tell me if you want me to join you have to tell me what you're yeah. doing right and and, and they didn't. exactly and they would the first thing they would have said is you have to join and give a fee and you'll be like, uh, what? <laughs> Why yeah, should he, I just pay up? Yeah, exactly. And they never, they never actually Didn't said that. There, so though. in terms of whether they were selling a bigger brand or a smaller brand, I do not know. What I do mm-hmm. know is that there are MLMs that, are a, that do have a pyramid scheme. But I, I'm sure there are okay. certain ones that don't. Because there, mm-hmm. there are the ones which are ethical and the ones which, of course, are not, not ethical, right? So, yeah. Uh, that's from my own personal experience. That's the, that's the, the biggest one that stood out to me. I did, I did mm-hmm. meet uh, someone else who I had a conversation with. It was, it was a virtual conversation, much like this one. And I, mm-hmm. I knew her from, a, from the previous place where I, from my previous job where I worked. And uh, she brought, she brought um, her mentor into the picture and they sell, they sold Amway products. Um, she was a little more forthcoming in terms of mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of what she did, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like the initial conversation I had with the with, with the couple earlier, which I told you about, she was a bit ambiguous and cryptic in the beginning. 
mm-hmm. but later on she she opened up more and she said okay the products i am made this is how it works and this is everything and the guy was 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 standing there so one thing that i found really weird about it is how friendly they were i mean it's not Call me. I don't know. They want you to be part of the network. They're obviously know, going to be I know. very friendly. They were, they were, they were, they were excessively friendly. You know, it's like when when someone yeah. is way too friendly to you, you're like, you know, why are you being uh, so? I don't need so it nice though. To, yeah, you know. <laughs> I know. Like, so he was sitting there, and his I'm wife like came. His yeah. So you you get exactly where I'm coming from, right? So his yeah. wife comes at the back, and she sees that he's talking to me, and he she turns around and she puts his puts her head over his shoulder, and she hugs him, and she's like. Oh sweet! Are you joining as well? And I'm like, uh, you know, we're just discussing right now. Oh, nice! You know, where are you from? And I, I said, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm from India. You know, oh, you don't look Indian. And then I actually go through that entire conversation as I go through a hundred times in a day with people who don't think I'm Indian. But you know, like she was like, oh, you know, she was like, oh, I'm so I'm so happy that you're going to join that you're going to join us, and you know. We always love meeting new people, you know, and you should come over for dinner one day. And I'm like, I just met you guys. Like I met you, like met yeah, my husband exactly. like seven minutes ago, you know? Yeah. So yeah. my red flags start coming up when people, when people behave over friendly uh, and behave in a, in, in a way that makes it seem like they have ulterior motives for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the negative stigma that's attached to MLMs and pyramid schemes, well, MLMs in particular, pyramid schemes are legal mm-hmm. anyways. But a lot of the stigma that is associated with it comes from the way, I, I guess, people market these products or the way people sell trends, sell what they're doing to you. So I think mm-hmm. that's one of the way, at least the way I see it. Uh, in terms of mm-hmm. your experience, though, uh, what made you want to leave? Like I said, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So Mm -hmm. if, you know, you're looking at, had I not been working and I was, you know, um, I was just going to be sitting at home, that's probably a very good idea to go out, approach people and make some money on the side, right? But something like this really needs you to invest time. So if you have to make that sale, you have to invest a lot of time. It's just like any other job. It's uh, go out, sell the product, create more network. Am I the kind who's going to go out and create that kind of network for myself? No, I, I'm a very career-oriented person. I had different you know, goals in life. So that was definitely not what I wanted to uh, go through. So I decided that this is not for me. Um, with regards to commissions, no, I did not make as much because I probably did not put in that much effort. But again, let's, you know, think it uh, practically, like, would I have made that much money even if I had 20 people? I need all those 20 people to be working, right? <laughs> I need right. them all out <laughs> earning right. that kind of sales. So it's a little, uh, it doesn't really work in real life, or at least for me, um, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't have worked. So I decided, uh, no, it's better to focus on my career. And I continued with that. So, but mm-hmm. even if somebody comes and approaches and says, hey, would you like to buy uh, a product? I would be like, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Because I know how good they are. So, and right. I've tried Neutralite, by the way. <laughs> right. 
it's yeah, yeah it's pretty they have, good they have i'll tell you what the protein supplements and stuff are fine with me my yeah. what what gets to me is when you have these claims that a certain pill will increase your ability to be fertile so you can have a, a baby yeah okay. there are there are um, things sorry go on sorry sorry so it just makes me wonder you know th- there are these people who are going out and marketing a certain product but then again neutralite is one brand uh but you have so many other brands available in a pharmacy who may not advertise the same thing but they indirectly tell you that it's good for you for whatever whatever i mean depending on what they're selling or what you're looking at buying right it's good for you but how can you guarantee it's actually good for you until you don't try it that's a that's a very valid point that's actually a really valid exactly. point I, I think, have a friend uh, yeah. who works with a a company that has uh again supplements they work with supplements and it's found in Costco you find it in London drugs and anywhere you go i uh, it's only after i tried the product that i know oh they're really good mm-hmm. so you know there is competition but then again yeah right. false marketing is it does you know you will be like okay that's that's not okay but then <laughs> uh it doesn't make sense but then yeah. again there, how there can you trust companies. any other brand out there exactly there are companies that that do have false marketing really what yeah. i think what i think went wrong with <clears throat> with neutralite was that uh they were doing it they were doing it over over multiple products and it wasn't like you know your average claim that you know or this this, <laughs> exactly, this protein right? supplement this protein supplement is going to give you better <laughs> muscles than the other protein supplement right that may yeah. not really be true but it's it'll give mm-hmm. you muscles right if nothing it'll give you yeah. muscles or it'll give you some sort of mass right but when you <laughs> but when you invent a pill for a specific purpose like, exactly that's like, where the red flags that, are <laughs> i think i think that's where i think that's where it becomes a little dicey and a little seedy in terms of yeah you know i don't know if that actually will happen given how people's bodies work really and it differs from person to person but really we the reason we have an indian brand sorry we have that, an indian brand there <laughs> that that what that 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 has all kinds of claims no <laughs> no <laughs> but you know you have a lot of you have patanjali like oh, a lot yes. of people like patanjali yes yes but then you have patanjali. those really weird this, products as well on the side there like, was this um dark thing which i remember it was by dabur i can't remember it was this like black mud like thing which you would eat on a pancake oh uh, chavanprash yes yes it's supposed yes. to be really good for immunity it's supposed to be yeah tired, yeah i have no idea how it is yeah the, i know see. For, yeah I've, I've, I used to have that as a kid. I used to surprise me really. But hey, that's all taste. herbal stuff, okay? That's all herbal yeah. stuff. It's I can, I can stick herbal stuff as well. Look, you know they say Beyond Meat is healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> it's far from healthy. The Beyond Meat burgers. Oh, you know, but but it's marketed I'm again. To believe know, in it. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's but it's marketed as um as uh, as a healthy product. It's vegan. You know, if you look at the packaging, yeah. it's green in color and it looks all fresh and healthy and safe and stuff yeah. but it's stuff with a whole bunch of chemicals and fat and all kinds of things really so you'd be better off eating a beef burger than rather than having the beyond meat just like in terms yeah. of the nutrition the nutritional value but again you know it's yeah 
it's marketed in a way that it's slightly healthier. So yeah, there's always these false marketing claims like all over, you know, it's just, I think multi-level marketing companies, um, they get, they get the bad brunt of it because a lot of these, these advertisers, like at least the ones who are advertising these products are people like mm-hmm. you and I who just go out and sell the product and we want to just sell the product. So we yeah. say things really. And someone will secretly yeah. record a video of you saying these things. And then exactly. like everything exactly. just goes downhill from there. Right. So I think, yeah, that's, that's probably another variant of the problem as well as the fact that the people who are selling the products don't fully understand the products as well. So when they talk, they say what they yeah. understand, but not fully what exactly the product is about. So I guess that's another exactly. reason, which is why these, yeah, these companies. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, um, the so we've been sp- focusing a lot on the negatives, really. As far as the positive <laughs> aspects, what mm-hmm. do you think would be the pos- a positive aspect of being in an MLL? I think it's all about networking and they eventually like become a family. You, you end up making either friends for life or it breaks off. So for thing, if it works out, you are making friends for life. So I know a lot of people who are so well connected and they, they meet every other week just to talk about their product. But again, they're helping each other out. Even during this COVID time, they're just, you know, helping each other out and things like that. So that's one positive thing. Again, product, product, product. The quality is so important. And if it's a really good brand, then uh, that's real one. That's the major standpoint for that, that brand, you know, that, product and the quality so i think that's the most positive uh thing i would take from there right i do know someone so when i did make that initial post on instagram Mm -hmm. uh someone someone reached out to me who actually was really really successful in with with mlm uh, with an Mm -hmm. mlm company i think it was in bangalore hyderabad one of those one of those uh, one of those places uh, and he recruited, I think, over a hundred people or so. He had a hundred oh, people wow. below him. I, uh, he said he had a hundred people below him. Now, I don't know if the hundred people below him were from directly himself or it was from you know, the trickle-down effect of, of networking, really. But he okay. was wildly successful with it. But mm-hmm. from his perspective, he said that it was way too much hustle way too much hustle like it took up it takes up a lot of your time and a lot of your exactly a lot of your space uh he i i asked him i was like did you feel like an entrepreneur and he said no <laughs> i didn't feel like an so entrepreneur. that's what i said right initially yeah. it really it's it really depends on a person i mean mm-hmm. um i'm i'm into sales so i currently mm-hmm. work as a sales supervisor so i'm into sales when you get 10 leads, 10 leads may not convert into a booking, right? Right. Out of those 10, you might just get two. So just to have 20 people, imagine the kind of networking you have to do. Um, right. Yeah. You would have to meet people. with a it's, lot of people. It's a lot of people and it's a lot of time. And if you're having a job, it's, it's really tough to, you know, mm-hmm. go out and do this on the side. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. One thing I, I, I forgot to ask you was, uh, mm-hmm. is there any difference between the people who you sell to and the people who you recruit in terms of like, 
are the people who you sell to different from the people who you recruit or is it more or less entangled with each other? I think it really depends uh, on who you approach and their preference. Right. Uh, many people really buy into, um, you know, you, you will talk about the commission structure and if they really feel that's what they're looking for, then they'll join you. But then there are other people who are just not interested, who don't have the time and they'll be like, you know what, I just prefer to buy the products. Right. They could be friends, they could be family. So it's all, you know, a mix of people. And it, I think it really depends mm-hmm. on their preference. You can't really force somebody to get into it. But uh, yeah, it really depends. I know there are, there are, um, there were some housewives who I had met. Uh, I'm not trying to you know say that they have a lot of time or something or mm-hmm. anything like that, but um, they, you know, wanted to focus on their family and they were like, they're really not interested in these things, but they like the product. So they bought the product instead, but yeah. So it really depends on uh, their personal preference. And when, when someone goes to sell a product, is mm-hmm. the intention purely to sell the product or also part of that intention would be to potentially recruit that person? Uh, personally speaking, I would have gone to sell the product and tried mm-hmm. to you know, see if they're interested in recruiting. But I know a lot of other people who just want to recruit people, right? right. Uh, now again, I was a newcomer, so I wasn't totally into this, but for my recruiter who had already had, she, I think she already had like 30 people. She just wanted more people to join her uh, network. So, because obviously it benefits her, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you see that cash, yeah, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more the exactly. merrier. The more the merrier. I the say. more the merrier. Yeah. So then they, most of them do have, uh, they do want to recruit people. Right. That's what they have in mind. Yeah. Right. Okay. I can, I can see that. I can see that being a big incentive as well, because it is Yeah. the, the, the way it seems to me, again, I could be processing this wrong and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like there's a lot more incentive to just try and recruit people as opposed to purely mm-hmm. selling the products as standalone products simply because of how the commission structure would work so if you if you of meet course. someone who, who if you meet someone who you think is a good talker maybe mm-hmm. it would be a good idea to recruit them i don't know what those exactly. people looked at saw in me to want to recruit me because i'm someone who barely talks at all <laughs> so when this so when when these three or four people i don't know if there's three or four i can't even remember but uh, when they when they saw me and you know I don't know what really struck them that I could that I could speak or that I was interested in in selling them a product really but uh, they tried uh, they mm-hmm. didn't try and actually sell me any product that's the thing they never actually uh-huh. try and sell. the the girl who I spoke to virtually she's actually quite sweet I I quite I quite like her she's she's quite a, she's okay. got a good heart she's quite a nice nice person and stuff so even though I did say no. At the end of it, mm-hmm. um, she did still come over and drop some products off. And she said, you know, try this, try that. And, uh, and I quite like it, actually. So I'm actually thinking of reaching out to her to get some more of those protein bars because I really like the cinnamon protein bars, which, which Neutralite has. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're actually yeah. pretty nice. 
you know, and they're better than yeah. and they're, they're they are better than a lot of the protein bars which we have outside over here at Savon Foods or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. So, yeah. Um, one thing before you go, uh, if you do, you have any advice for someone who is is thinking of joining an MLM or potentially might be recruited by someone in the future? Because as someone uh, as being in Canada for the time that I have, mm-hmm. I've met people. Uh, I met a lot of people who have been recruited, who have been approached by an MLM. So for someone who's conflicted, Mm -hmm. what advice would Mm -hmm. you have for them? Research. If you have no idea who the other person is um, and they're not giving you the brand name up front or who they're working for, then I think that just puts out a red flag and, you know, you should avoid them. I would. Um, if I come to know about the brand, I would definitely do a little more research about the company, you know, try to find out what they're into, if there are any lawsuits and what it's about. Mm-hmm. So it's just doing your due diligence to see that you have to, you know, know the difference between, um, you know, if it's going to be just, a recruiting thing like a networking scheme or if it's they're actually genuine about their products and things like that so uh do your research um again if somebody asks you for money up front <laughs> no <laughs> you you just straight up no you don't want to invest money into something without really knowing what you're getting into right mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's something I would, um, and there are a lot of articles online regarding MLM and uh, pyramid scheme and Ponzi scheme. So it's good to do your research. I would always suggest to join a well-known brand. Then, you know, if it's a new company, you have no idea what it is about. So avoid those. There are a lot of companies out there who sell their stuff in, in store, but then again, if somebody's coming approaching you, it's a completely new name, then you probably don't want to consider it. You don't know what you're getting into and you don't want to get onto the wrong side of the law. Right, right? of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Makes that's, sense. That's what I would do. I got recruited through someone I know, so it was safe for me. But then again, had some stranger approached me, I would have been probably like, no. <laughs> You know, I, I, I would rather do my research yeah, of course. <laughs> before getting into something. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't. They just, you know, be like, wow, this is, this, this scheme looks really good. I can earn money. I can be a millionaire in a few years, but no, it doesn't work that way. Right? I think, I think the best salespeople come from MLMs, you know, because in all my, ex- yeah. in all my experience uh, from these recruiters, they all are really they can really talk, you know, I may not agree with everything. I, I, I may not <laughs> yeah. agree with what they're saying that they're going to change the world or whatever, but they can mm-hmm. really, really talk and they can talk well, yes. you know, so yeah. I can totally see people getting suckered in, especially if you don't do your research and, and, and all of that. Uh, there okay. was this one guy who I would see consistently at Starbucks. There would be, there was a Starbucks back where I used to live previously and he actually approached Nikki, who's my fiance. So he actually oh. approached her to uh, to be recruited and stuff. And he's always like dressed in the most impeccable attire, impeccable attire, you know, like yeah. suit, tie, everything, you know, like the full Shazam. But uh, 
like once again, you know, regular MLM and stuff. And I would see him consistently speaking, speaking to people at Starbucks, the same guy, that same guy. And mostly I would say probably 90, 95% of the time he's talking to a girl, to a woman, you know, like <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Thing. But uh, that, I guess you, that's the kind of people, person you have to be. You have to be like a, a hardcore salesman to, to, to join are. and to be successful in, in, exactly. in such a thing because the, because the hustle yeah. is on a completely different level. You know, like if you it don't is. meet your, if you don't meet your sales target and now in, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, in your, in your bank or in your, in your travel agency or whatever, you might get slightly, you know, you might get slightly chewed out for it or, you know, they might say, why didn't you yeah. hit your target this month? But then you're still going to get paid at the end. Right. But with this, yeah. if you don't meet your targets, you aren't, you're not going to get paid. You're, you're living entirely off exactly. uh, the commission which you make from your products, right? So you, yeah. need, to, you need to be a really thick-skinned sort of person to, to be focused on, on getting those products exactly. out the door and, and recruiting people. So, but, you know, yeah. thank you so much for, for, for talking to me and giving me this insight into MLM. Really, I still think I it's. A, it I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still, I still think, I still think a lot of them, a lot of them are pyramid schemes. I'm not saying, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. Uh, I think that where you were in particular was not, but exactly. there are, but yeah. there are, but there are a there lot. Are. There are a lot of them, there which are. definitely yeah. are. And I, unfortunately, I've seventy-five percent of the time. I would say seventy-five percent because that girl, she was really sweet. I, I like her. She's nice. <laughs> 75% of the time, I've always had a bad experience with, with, with these people, right? So for me, like, I don't really have a very good impression of, 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 the, of, of this business structure and this marketing strategy, right? So it's mm-hmm. always good to hear, you know, another opinion on, on, on it and see where you come from as well. So mm-hmm. I've, taken, I've, taken quite a, I've taken a lot out of this conversation, mm-hmm. really. So for me, thank you so good much. I appreciate it. I really do. Always. You're welcome. Awesome. So uh, I'll let you go right now. Thank you once again. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And, and I hope thank you. I, no, it's, no, no worries. You know, and, you know, it's been, you can always you know, reach out to me if you're in Vancouver. Are you on the island right now? I'm in Richmond. You're in Richmond. Holy shit. <laughs> I feel so bad. There you go. See, you know, I'm horrible at this stuff. I, I don't God, even I touch. It's okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't keep in touch. When I moved here in, I moved here back in uh, 2018. I just, it was a very silent move. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm living here with my husband. So, Mm -hmm. we should meet sometime. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Whenever. (laughs) Whenever that might be. You know, I don't know how long this, I I don't know how long this COVID (laughs) thing is going to last, but, you know, I'm sure we can always, we can always make time to meet up. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go right now. It's been about an hour. So thank you once again. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I know. I just no flew worries. by, right? <laughs> I know. For a minute, there was, I, before we joined, I was actually thinking, uh, am I going to be able to talk for one hour? But then, yeah, you kind of managed it and got me talking for one hour, which is great. <laughs> because yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a person with, uh, I'm a person with few words. Right. So, you know, the reason why I started this podcast, right? Because I don't talk too much. 
Nikki always tells oh. me Nikki's my fiance. Nikki's Nikki always tells me like she's like you're so quiet and you know you you come across as a very introverted person. I was like I can talk if I want to, you know. And hey, you come know, on. Okay, when people say that, okay, I'm into sales. When I right. have to really get my target, I can talk. <laughs> outside, I guess, yeah. I guess when you, uh, when you have a little, when you have a little bit of motivation, I think that's exactly. I think that's the <laughs> you have something to look forward to, yeah. or you really need that job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when I, so when I yeah. did this, when yeah. I did, when I did this initially, like I, I had a really hard time navigating conversations and stuff. But the, you know, the they, they say right, the more you do something, the better you get at it. Uh, so I think like I've learned quite a bit since starting this, and of course. You know, thank you. And you know, it's like, of course, you know, you meet different people, and everyone has their own styles and aspects to them, yeah. and the way they speak and the kind of things they say mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I have to sort of adjust for for every person in terms of uh, the way they would prefer to talk or whatever. So, for me, it's been a tremendous learning experience. So I've had some really good conversations, yeah, good. and I've had some pretty awkward conversations so if you want to watch you can check out you can check out some of the other videos on the channel i don't want to say who but yeah so i'll, I'll let you go and uh, see you soon hopefully yeah see you soon right. thank you my pleasure bye. all right bye bye